Today we are in part two of a three-part series. So I want to wrap up this series next week, Sticks and Stones, How Your Words Will Make You or Break You. I'll wrap up this series next week, a really pivotal series that we're in about the tongue, about our mouth. How many of you have ever heard somebody say, talk is cheap? Anybody heard that before? That's what I've titled the message, Talk is Cheap, question mark. And and we hear people say that talk is cheap, but that's not true at all. Talk is very expensive. And we learned about that last week. And if you missed last week, I encourage you to get online and listen or watch the message at peopleschurch.tv. I talked about the power of the tongue, that we have dynamite in our mouth. Our tongue is explosive and it can explode with good things or it can explode with bad things. And I ended last week's message talking to you about how our tongue will determine the direction of our life. And we studied Proverbs 18, verse 21 last week. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And we learned that in your life, you are actually eating the fruit of the words that you have spoken. Your life is primarily where it is today because of what you have said, your words will determine the direction of your life. You have to be careful what you say. There there were three single men walking on the beach. As they were walking on the beach and, and hanging out and talking, all of a sudden they came across a bottle. And they picked up the bottle, and when they picked up the bottle, a genie popped out. And the genie said to those three single men, you all have one request apiece. Just one apiece. And whatever you request, you will get. The first man said, okay, I want a, I want a brand new, nice, expensive car. Poof, a Lamborghini appeared. The guys looked at each other and said, oh my goodness. The second man said, I want to marry a beautiful woman. Poof, a beautiful lady appeared. The third man thought, oh my goodness, this is really working. And he started thinking and thinking and thinking about what he wanted his one request to be. He was thinking so long, his friends finally said, listen, man, make up your mind. Tell the genie what you want. And the man kept thinking and thinking and thinking. And he finally said, I know what I want. He said, I want every woman in the world to love me. Poof, he became a bar chocolate. (laughs) You got to be careful what you say. You, you got to be careful. The, the, there's power in your mouth. And I want to talk to you today from the book of James. James chapter number three. And I want to unpa- uh, unpack some powerful scriptures in James chapter three. And, and, and the first thought is this, your tongue will direct your life. That's what James teaches us. Your tongue will direct your life. Notice in James chapter three and verse two. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every way. So here's what James teaches us. James says that our words will direct or they will control our life. If we can keep our tongue in check, we can keep our body, our entire life in check. 
And then what James does, he proceeds to give us two illustrations about how our tongue directs our life. And notice this in verse three. He says, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. So so what James is is describing is, is this illustration of a humongous horse that is that is actually controlled by a bit in its mouth. He says, listen, you control a horse and a horse can weigh 800 pounds, 1,000 pounds, 1,500 pounds. There are even some really massive horses that weigh over 2,000 pounds. And this, and this little three to five pound bridle, you put this bit in the horse's mouth and you can control a 2,000 pound horse with this little three pound bridle, this little bit. And he says, goes on to say, then there's a ship who, that, what, that could be so large that a thousand people could be on the ship and that large ship is directed by a small little rudder and he and James is saying this to you and I your mouth is like the rudder of your life it's like the bridle of your life what you say will direct your life talk is not cheap your words are directing your life just like the bridle directs The horse's direction, your words are determining your direction. Your words will determine your success or your failure. Your words will determine your victory or defeat, your happiness or your misery, your freedom or your bondage. Your words are so powerful that they will, you will either live encouraged or discouraged by the words that you choose. You will either live by faith or by fear by the words that you choose, just like a bridal just like a, a, a rudder directs a ship, a bridle directs a horse, the, the bit directs the horse, your words will direct your life. The writer of Proverbs describes it like this for you and I about the power of this tongue and how it directs our life. In verse number 14 in Proverbs 12, it says, from the fruit of their lips, people are filled with good things. They would also be the opposite with, with bad things. And the work of their hands brings them reward. And and people understand the second half of this verse. People understand that the work of their hands will produce a reward in their life. That's why we, we go to work. That's why you students are going to school because you realize the work of your hands, going to work, going to school, going to work will produce a reward in your life. But, but a lot of people don't understand this, the first part of this verse, and, and that is this, that the work of your mouth will also produce results either positive or negative. Your words, not just your work, will determine the outcome of your life. The fruit of their lips, they're filled with good things. Their life is directed. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done. Jesus simply says this, our mouth is so powerful that we can say to a mountain or that would be a problem or a trial or an an issue in our life, go throw yourself into the sea. And he says, if we believe that it, believe it in our heart and do not doubt, it will be done. 
Now, I want you to notice that Jesus says when you and I encounter a mountain, we ought to not go negative and say, you know what? I'm just defeated because of that mountain. Things will never work out. They'll just never change in my life. It is what it is. And far too often, when people encounter a mountain in their life, you know what happens? They don't speak to the mountain and have anything positive to say. They start speaking negative words about themselves, negative words about their situation. So many people, when they encounter a mountain, they start uttering words like, you know what? I'm just stupid. I can't do anything right. I can't believe this, this mountain, it, it's never going anywhere. I'm going to always have this problem. Listen, I, I'll just never lose that weight. I'll, I'll never get back into shape. I'll just never get married. There are no good men. There are no good women out there anyways. I'll never find the right one. My, my, my marriage will never get any better. And, and they just start speaking all of this negativity. Nothing good ever comes my way. I don't get any good breaks. I, I'll never get out of debt. I, I'll never have enough money to pay the bills. I, I'll never get a good job. I, I, my, my kids are just bad. My teenagers are just rebellious brats. My life stinks. And friends, when you talk like this, you get hung by the tongue. James says this, like a bit in a horse's mouth, your words will direct your life. And you and I, when, listen, when you start speaking like that, those words go deep into your heart. They sink deep in your heart. And the next thing you know, you find yourself just thinking negative thoughts and we're having this defeated mindset. You, you start just having this low self-worth in life. You, you, feel, you, you, you start walking around with diminished confidence. You start missing out on all that God has for your life because you don't realize like a rudder to a ship, like a bit to a horse, it will control your Life. Can I encourage you when you face your mountain? Would you learn to speak positive words? It takes as much energy to speak positive as it does negative. Would you start saying what God says about you? Would you start saying things like, I can do all things? Through Christ who gives me strength, when you encounter your mountain, would you say, I am an overcomer? Come on, when you face a mountain. How many of you are facing a mountain right now? Come on. Seven of you, the rest of you are lying. Come on, somebody. We, we face mountains in life. You got to be able to say, you know what? I'm facing a mountain, but I'm still a winner. This mountain won't stop me. It won't stop me. It will not stop me. I will succeed. My kids will thrive. My marriage will be healthy. My career will be successful. My future is bright. I am a child of God. I am a friend of God. I will make it through this challenge. I will make it. I will make it. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am somebody. God is on my side. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm an overcomer. I am victorious. God is with me. Come on, you got to start changing what you're saying. Your words are so powerful. They're directing your life. Talk is not cheap. Here's a second thing James teaches us in this portion of scripture, and that is your tongue has the power to set your life on fire. Now, that's what James teaches us. The power that's in your mouth can cause some major damage to your life. Notice this in the very next verse, James chapter 3, 
verse 5, he says, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. Now, now when James talks about the tongue being a fire, he's not talking about the good aspects of fire, like heat and staying warm or or being able to cook food on fire. That's not what he's referring to. He, here's what he goes on to say in verse six, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire and, it's, and, and is itself set on fire by hell. But the Bible says the tongue is a fire. It's a world of evil among the parts of the body. The tongue is a fire, and, and you, you all know about fire. You know what fire does? Fire burns. How many have ever been burned by a fire before? Yeah, I have. When, when I was a little kid, I had my shirt off, goofing off by a stove, and I got close to it, and I, I touched it with my stomach, and I, I burned myself on that stove. And it took years and years of that burn mark lighting, lighting up. It's continuing to get lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. But it burned me and it was painful. It hurt. I cried. And that's what happens. Listen, the tongue is like a fire. It can burn your life. It can burn your mind, your thinking. It can burn your emotions. I mean, it can, burn, it can cause pain. It can cause damage in your life. Fire burns. You know what else fire does? Fire spreads. Fire spreads. Fire can spread and cause some serious damage. And I think all of us know about fire and how it can spread. We've all seen or heard or some of us have experienced where a fire has broke out. And a little small spark, maybe from somebody throwing a cigarette out of a window. Or maybe somebody having a campfire and a little spark in a dry area leaves the, the flame and hits some grass and that little spark on that grass consumes and starts burning and burning and next thing you know, thousands of acres have been burned. Homes have been destroyed. People have been killed from a small spark that just grew and spread. And James says, that's what a tongue, your tongue is like it's a fire without control. Here's what he says, and I read it to you in chapter, verse 5 and 6. He says, it, it, will, it, it will set your whole body on fire. And he says this, it will set the whole course of your life on fire. It will just spread, impact your entire life. Listen, the fire can spread and not just impact you. It can impact your children. It can impact your family. It can impact your workplace. It can impact your finances. It can impact your future. Fire will spread. Your tongue is a fire and it can spread and cause damage to your life. The writer of Proverbs says this about how the tongue can damage our life in Proverbs chapter 13 in verse number three, he says, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. Whew. You mean if I don't watch my words, I can damage my life? Oh, yes, you can. Notice what he goes on to say. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. The, the writer of Proverbs is simply saying your tongue can bring your whole life to ruin. It's a fire. Talk is not cheap. I want you to see a, three, a third thing that James teaches us in, 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 this, in this, these verses of Scripture. Number three is this. You don't have the power to tame your tongue. 
You don't have the power to tame your tongue. Well, thank you, Pastor, for being so encouraging today. I'm glad I came to church. <laughs> Hang with me. I'm going to teach you. Hang with me. There, 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 there's some hope in this message. I'm, I'm going to teach you just in a moment. But, but I want to show you what James teaches us. Notice this in James chapter 3 and verse 7. He says, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the, the, the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And we can tame animals. We, we tame dogs and we tame horses and break horses. And come on, we try to tame cats. Come on, somebody, but let me move on. We, we tame dolphins. We tame elephants to stand on one leg. We tame lion and tigers to jump through hoops. You've been to the circus. We tame bears to ride a bicycle. Humanity trains and tames animals, but we cannot tame our tongue. This little three-inch muscle is a fire. It is wild. No man can tame it. I mean, some of you know what I'm talking about. You, you, you yell at people. You lie and gossip and cuss people out and some of you cussing people out this week. I'm glad you're in church. Come on, huh? where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, don't, don't raise your head. I'm just playing. Come on, this tongue, isn't it something? We slander people. We can be hateful and rude and boastful. I mean, I mean we tame the little dog. But this tongue is this restless animal. Listen, only God can help us tame our tongue. Only God can help us tame and control the fire of the tongue. Anybody remember before you gave your life to Christ or maybe you're, you're not a believer or maybe you know somebody like this. And, you know, I, I know people that, that were, well, when they, they were just cussing, 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 couldn't stop. You know, they said, I'm, I'm going to stop cussing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop, but they couldn't stop. Just beep, 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 just all the time. This tongue, listen, you need God's help. You need God's help. Let me give you three God keys to controlling your tongue. Three God keys to controlling your tongue. I'm going to give you some practical application to control your tongue because it is directing your life. Number one is this. Get your heart healthy. Get your heart healthy. A mouth problem reveals a heart problem. Our speech simply reveals the condition of our heart. Here's how Jesus describes it in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 18. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, come from the inside. And these make a man unclean. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, lying, slander comes from the heart. So whatever is in your heart will come out of your mouth. You got to understand this principle. Whatever is in your heart will come out of your mouth. A critical heart produces a critical tongue. A self-righteous heart will produce a judgmental tongue. A bitter heart will produce an angry tongue. An ungrateful heart will produce a grumbling tongue. Just like on the flip side, on the positive, a loving heart will produce a gracious tongue. A faithful heart will produce a truthful tongue. A peaceful heart will produce a reconciling tongue. A trustful heart, a heart that's trusting will produce an encouraging tongue. Whatever is in you will come out of you. I want you to see how Jesus describes this in the book of Luke chapter number six and verse number 45. He says, the good man 
brings good things out of the good stored up. That's, that's very key. What, at all of our locations, would everybody say those two words, stored up? That's key. So, so notice this. Let me, let me teach you here. This is so key. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. So whatever is stored up in our heart will come out of our mouth. And the only way to change what comes out of your mouth is to change what's going into your heart. It's the only way. People say, man, pastor, I'm really struggling with my words and, and I've got, I've got, dirty water and I've got clean water and you know what happens is this is you and what, what happens is what you ever, whatever you store in your life, whatever you're storing in your heart. Pastor, I just want to stop lying and I'm tired of cussing people out and I'm just, well, what are you putting in you? Because whatever you put in you is going to come out of you. The question is really not what are you saying? The real question is what's in your heart? Whatever you store in you, whatever you store in you, will come out of you. And some of you want your mouth to change, but, but when you get into your car to leave church, you're going to have some music playing. Mm, I'm boom. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. And then you wonder, you wonder what's... Oh, pastor, you've been religious. I'm not trying to be religious. I'm trying to help you. Because you're wondering why, why you can't. Because it's what you're putting in, what, what you're storing up in your heart. Some of you reading them X-rated romance novels. Ooh, pastor, I just got this dream, man. Mm -hmm. I just wonder why I'm always saying. Well, you know why you're always saying? Because what you're storing in in your heart, what you're watching, what you're listening to, it, it, it gets in you. It gets in you, and what gets in you comes out of you. But, but if you will store good things in your heart, that's why I encourage you, read God's word every day. I, I teach you around here, give God at least the first 15 minutes of every day. I'm telling you, you got to get in God's word every day. Spend at least five minutes reading the Bible, two or three scriptures. Read a chapter, two chapters. Just get in God's word. Begin to pray every day. Read your Bible every day. Store the good things in your heart and watch what begins to come out of you. You've got to get in God's word. If you don't change what you put in you, I'm going to tell you what's going to come out of you, the wrong things. Your problem is not your mouth. The problem is the heart. Store good things in your heart. Get in God's word. Listen, a dusty Bible will lead to a dirty mouth. And a dirty mouth will lead to a dirty life. And your life, a dirty life, it'll direct you to some places that you don't wanna go. You've gotta change what you store in your heart. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. The, the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of what's inside of you, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Look at your neighbor right now and tell them, I didn't need this message today, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're in church. I don't need it, but you do. <laughs> number two, number two, number two, number two. Let me give you a second 
God key to help you with your mouth. Number two is this, get a muzzle on your mouth. Get a muzzle on your mouth. Listen, the reason that you and I have so much trouble is because we talk so much. I read one statistic this week. There are a lot of statistics, but I, but I read one statistic this, this week that said the average person speaks 15 to 20,000 words a day. And we need to get, allow God to help us with our mouths, to help us keep our mouths shut. I know I need help. I need God to help me. And I want to share some verses with you about putting a muzzle on your mouth. Psalm chapter 141 and verse 3 says this. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Lord, set a guard or put a muzzle on my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. God, watch over the door of my lips. Help me to be quiet. Listen, people's church, you don't need to say everything you think. Oh, pastor, I got something to say. That's your problem. Lord, set a guard over my mouth. James chapter one, verse 26. If anyone considers himself religious, and that's in a a, a positive connotation there, uh, talking about spiritual. If anyone considers himself spiritual, a follower of Jesus, and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. So, so, So let me say it to you like this. The closer you get to Jesus, it will be obvious because you have more control over your mouth. You can determine your spiritual maturity. One sign is, can you control your tongue? Is the Holy Spirit working in you? A loose tongue shows me that you're lacking in spiritual maturity. God, help us to get a muzzle on our mouth. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19 says, when words are many, sin is not absent. Pastor, I like to talk a lot. You know what that means? You like to sin a lot. Because when you and I just talk all the time, when words are many, sin is not absent. But he who holds his tongue is wise. God put a muzzle on my mouth. Help me learn to be quiet. I don't have to say everything I think. Proverbs 21 and verse 23, verse 23 says, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Some of you never have traced it yet, but today you're going to trace it back. You say, I don't know why I'm always got, I'm in so much trouble because you talk so much. Some of you don't want to go to work tomorrow because you got trouble at work. You know why? Because you talk so much. Some of you have been in school for two weeks. Some of you just this past week, you just started school and you don't even want to go to school tomorrow because you're already in trouble because you're talking so much. You have marriage issues because you're talking so much. Issues with your parents, issues with your children. Talking so much. Some of you got issues with your cousin in them. <laughs> Pastor, what does that mean? Look it up and Google it. Amen. You got trouble because you talk so much. Proverbs 21 and verse 23 says this out of the NIV. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Trouble, chaos. Destruction. Listen, church, before you speak, think. Everybody say think. Before you speak, think. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Think. Think. Get your cameras out. Get a picture of this. I want to help you today. Get a picture of this. Think. 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 So here's the T. Is it true? Before you speak, think. Is it true? H. Is it helpful? I. 
Is it inspiring? N, is it necessary? K, is it kind? So, so before you speak, here's what I want you to think. As you, as you go home today, as you go to, to work and school tomorrow, and boy, something get, rubs you wrong, and you're about ready just to let somebody have it, think, is it true? Is what I'm going to say true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it, is it kind? And if it's not, be quiet. <laughs> be quiet. Put a muzzle on it. Put a muzzle on it. Because our words are powerful and they're directing our life. Number three is this. Let, let, me, let me give you a third God key, a third God key. And that is get, God, get, get God's help through prayer. Get God's help through prayer. Let me give you a, a powerful scripture that all of you can memorize. This scripture, it'll change your speech right here. This scripture, pray this scripture. Psalm 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Now, let me pause and say this. Are you noticing again how the mouth and the heart are connected? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my God, my rock and my redeemer. This is a great prayer to pray multiple times a day. I want to be transparent with you because I have not arrived. I have to pray about my words all the time on a daily basis. I, I really do. Before I go into, oftentimes before I go into a meeting, I'm, I'm praying, Lord, help me say the right things. If I'm having a difficult meeting, I'll, I'll pray, God, help me, help me control my tongue. If I'm getting ready to have a difficult conversation, I'm praying because I know me. And I know I could say something hurtful. God, help me with my tongue. When my wife Tiffany and my children are on my nerves, Pastor, that happens to you too? Absolutely. God, help me to say the right thing. Anybody ever been there before? You're like, man, it's just, you just, mm, you, it's just right there. And it's like trying to force itself out. You know what I mean? It's like, mm, I'm going to tell you right. God, is this helpful? Is this necessary? Is this kind of help? I have to constantly pray for my mouth. I mean, on a daily basis. God, help me as I prepare to preach and get ready to preach today. God, help me say what you want me to say. I have to constantly pray about my mouth. Because listen, listen, if we can ever control our mouth, we'd be perfect in everything else. God, help me control my, my mouth. Would you ask God to help you with your tongue? Some of you, you really do. If you're honest with yourself, some of you have a lying problem. And you're lying and gossiping. Matter of fact, some of you are like, mm, I can't wait to get out of church. You've been thinking about that. Right? I can't wait. I see somebody I know. I can't wait to tell. I got some juicy news. Listen, God, help me with my tongue. Help me with my tongue. Some of you have a cussing problem. You really do. You pray God every week. You're like, I'm, on, I'm not going to cuss for an hour, but as soon as I leave church, it's on. God, help me. Help me with my mouth. Pray about it. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Some of you, just you're mean. You're hateful because of the things that are in your heart. 
God, change my heart so my words will change. So some of you start praying about, because you're speaking fear all the time. You just your, your whole life is all about fear, 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 fear. God, help me to change my words. Ask God to help you, really. Ask God to help you. God, help me start speaking words of faith. Help me to speak truth. Help me to be positive. Help me to speak words that are kind. Help me with my tongue. I mean, pray all the time. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Your words are powerful. And like a bridle, a bit directing a 2,000 pound horse, your words are directing your life.